Green is brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. It's not quite Kirstenbosch Gardens or a lush park in an opulent neighbourhood, but Arnold Street Dog Park in Observatory has heart. This is the space the community has got together to build. A place for people, dogs, birds and insects. A green space for neighbours to meet, pets to play and plants to grow. I came here last Saturday to meet with retired music teacher Liz Soule and artist Carrie Doran, both dog owners and OBS residents who participated in the park's revival. Kelly, tell me, as, as with your artist's eye, what we're looking at now and what it looked like before. Make the comparison for me. Gosh, they're two completely different things. So before it was really just dust, a lot of dust and hard, hard, hard ground. So it sort of went between a mudslide or a dust storm. Those were sort of the two seasons that the park had. So before you can even look at planting the grass, the ground itself had to be taken care of. And it was, it's was it been a lot of hard labor. But I think that, you know, what happens is a couple of people get busy and human beings are curious by nature. So they come with their dog and they sort of circle around and see you busy and then come a little closer and ask what you're up to. And then that's where the WhatsApp group really played a part because they sort of then realized, well, I also want to get involved, you know, and then there was a place for for them to join into and that really yeah but I think in terms of the difference in environment it went from an unloved sort of patch of ground to a space where people come and contribute every time they're here you know often you'll come here and it's not even an organized thing you'll see somebody weeding or somebody you know so it's sort of yeah it's gained its own momentum and I think the results have inspired people to do more So Liz, tell me, the trees that were here, these big trees that were here, you must have had to cut them back or something, and then I presume you've added in a lot of extra stuff since then. Very fortunately, the Obsid Greening Project came along this year in June and cut back a huge amount of of overhanging trees, especially at the perimeter, and it's given us a little bit more sun and space because otherwise the grass doesn't grow that easily. And of course, uh, the birds still seem to love it, whether it's indigenous or not, but they love the trees and the green, and we've planted a whole area of entirely indigenous plants, and they encourage bird life, the insect life, etc. So it is flourishing. We've got a huge variety of birds that inhabit this, this park and will love this park. And so it's, it certainly is full of indigenous wildlife and it makes it a happy place for all of us. So why did you decide to go the indigenous route? Well, for two reasons, really, so that the insect life and the plant life are a match. That just makes sense. But also, secondly, it is a community project, so it's not somebody's full-time occupation. And indigenous stuff just does better. It's less maintenance. It's built for the environment. It just, I think it makes sense, really, for A, maintenance, B, water use, and yeah, and C, just that it's a piece of a puzzle that should be there, really. You spoke about there being a community of bees and birds and insects and things here now, but that has also brought together your community. Yes, definitely. That has been wonderful. The wonderful aspect to be able to have the social interaction, human and dog interaction, which is very, very important. So I've made quite a lot of friends and yeah, it's been very good for our mental health and we just have lots of fun. 
Kelly, you are nodding while Liz is talking. I'm assuming it's been a experience for you. Yes, absolutely. Not just for me, but also for, I've witnessed it with other people. I was just thinking now while Liz was talking, you know, it's been almost two years now and two years is a long time in terms of things happening in people's lives and sort of people come at the the same time slots. So you get to know your people that you know, you know, and it's kind of a, a place that you come to at a time of day, once a day where you just have a gentle chat about how you are and how things are and I think that really makes a difference especially people who've been through some pretty hard things who've had a place to come to be with other people and to talk about it and to deal with things I think that's also really it is a dog park but it's also a human park. It's important to have that space in a community where people can get together but I think that also it's very important in such a busy city as the one that we live in to have a green space. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, a place that you can even just take your shoes off for a little while. And in observatory, there's a lot of houses that don't have gardens at all. So it would really be the only place that you would go to see the birds, look at the sky, have your feet on the grass. So yeah, it's definitely a, a missing ingredient in the urban area. So it's a place for humans, dogs, insects, birds. But to look around, there is still some work to be done. What are the plans going forward? Donations and labour and help, well, continual help from our community. Yeah, we continue to need donations and that's possibly the way forward because it's a very expensive business trying to grow grass. It's a big space, though, to fill in. It must take a lot of effort. How do you see it going forward, Kelly? Well, I think, you know, it's a matter of perspective. So, yes, it is a big space and, yes, there is a lot to do. But I think if the day ever came where everything was done, that would also be sad because the project itself keeps us in community, you know. So I think it's to not be daunted by what lies ahead, but rather to be grateful that there are spaces that we can work together and see the fruits of our labour in. So, yeah, we will just keep going. Thanks to you both for joining me here in the park today and Liz for the lovely rendition of Green Sleeves. And if you would like to contribute to their efforts or have anything to donate, please get in touch with the Figs and Grass group on 083-229-2457 or solee, S-O-L-E-E, at telcomsa.net. Till next time, from me, Glynis Crook, take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. FMR.